look down at the uh, corner because I'm still over there. So I was down there. What is the happenings, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again to the program coming at you every Friday on iTunes and Podomatic. If if you dig what you hear and you'd like to support the show in a free way, then you can go to the iTunes and click write a review. Click the subscribe button. Give the program five stars. Say a few nice words. Say something you like about the podcast. And that will help us rise to the top. We're trying to hit 100 reviews. The magic number is 100. Um, I'm not really sure what happens when you hit 100. But they, uh, they're they telling me that good things will happen. So just write a review. That's that's all I'm asking. You know, Especially if you've been tuning into this podcast for 50 plus episodes. I mean, we got episode 72 coming at you this time. You know, it's a free way to help. I'm getting you free content, so just just write the write the review. It takes a few minutes, and uh, share the podcast with a friend. Let let more people know about it. The more reviews, the the more national visibility for the show, and uh, more national exposure for the uh, the artists that come on the, on the podcast as well. So those are ways you can help out. Hit up the DanCablePresents.com. Shout out to Vortex Music Magazine, who has uh, who has given me the opportunity to share what I am doing with these studio sessions and these podcasts through their wonderful platform. Uh, one of my favorite publications in the city. Um, just super grateful and uh, fortunate to have become a regular contributor to uh, a lot of online content on Vortex Magazine. Uh, We've been doing almost all of the video premieres um, since maybe the Matt Randall episode. We've had tons of video premieres come out through Vortex. Most recently was uh, just the other day we put up the Rare Monk Devil's Trill video from the rare monk session which was episode 70 hearing great things about that episode so thanks for all the feedback on that one that was such a killer session if you want to catch rare monk coming at you august 26th dan cable presents event they will be uh, headlining over at the alberta street pub with uh, our friends moto pony from seattle and uh hammerhead opening up the show it's going to be a really really great Night of Music going down at the Alberta Street Pub, August 26th, $10 at the door, 8.30, the doors are opening, 9 p.m., Hammerhead's hitting the stage. I would get there early. I think uh, I think we're anticipating maybe hitting capacity for this show, so I wouldn't show up late if you want to see these bands. Um, other than that, I think we got a really killer episode for you. Um this is an episode I sat down for a talk uh, with with my bud Quaz Amir. Um, I met Quaz about a year ago. Uh, he's a he's a DJ. He is a photographer. Um, 
he's just a, a creative mind and uh, I just really enjoyed this chat and I think that this conversation came at an important time and um, coolest thing about Quaz aside from him being like just a, a really creative mind and a cool artist is is that he just seems to operate from this this place of mindfulness and seems to really recognize that um, life is all about community and it's about giving back to the people around you and helping the people around you and uh, really seeing people for people and recognizing that it's not about skin color or or re religion or um you know descent where you come from it's it's just about being good to the people around you and and showing love and and trying to spread that love and showing that you can have an impact by just being good to the people around you and it may happen slowly, but one at a time, if you can affect some people, hopefully they they pass that on. So I feel I feel very good about this conversation that we had over at his new spot called The Collab, which uh, is on, uh, I think it's 521 Davis, Northeast Davis Street. He shouts out the address at the end, and I'll post everything in the show links, but The Collab is... Um, just kind of exemplifies, I think, who Quaz is. And it's a dude who wants to give back. He's, it's a place where people can come and, and learn things. Quaz is there giving DJ classes. There's people helping others with photography and uh, just, just all kinds of stuff. And we, and we get a little deeper into it. But the idea of it is to create a strong community and help people around you and uh, not being so worried about getting ahead of one another and not comparing yourself to others. And so it's a really cool spot called The Collab. Uh, also, Quaz is a part of a very uh, dope art collective called Soul, um, called uh, Undercats, rather. <laughs> Almost said Soul Lection, which we, we definitely talk about uh Quaz is uh, how Quaz was influenced by people like Andre Power and, and Soul Election, another art collective. Um, Andre Power was on in an early episode. You'll have to go back somewhere in the teens, I believe. Andre Power appeared on the show, and that's because of Quaz's recommendation. So, um, yeah, it was it was just great to sit down with Quaz and 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 dive a little deeper into the connection and just understand a little bit more about um, where Quaz comes from and and his mentality and how he stays on his grind. And like I said, just a, just a really uplifting conversation, inspiring, um, something that, you know, might fuel those who are, uh, need some inspiration in their life. And then, I hope that this podcast 
for some is inspiration to do the things that you really want to do because that's also what this is about this is about just understanding that if you quit talking about what you want to do and just like actually start doing some things you you can make some moves and um hopefully this podcast is exemplifies that as well um but yeah just an uplifting episode and just fun to talk to a dude that is operating from this state of mindfulness because we are definitely at a time in in the world and in, in this country directly right now um where people are not acting from mindfulness and they're acting from these places of hate and and ownership and just just really a lot of shit that that I don't really fuck with and uh yeah it's it's uh, not really about like getting political at this standpoint and I uh usually you know don't share my opinions too much on this podcast unless we're unless I'm directly having a conversation with somebody but you know there's a lot of crazy shit going on and I definitely don't don't fuck with hatred and uh these people that are trying to claim something as their own and uh but yeah if you're going out there to these these protests to uh stand up for the horrific accident that, that went down in Charlottesville just days ago um you know I'm not trying to tell you what to do but please uh be safe out there and uh hopefully you are acting from a place of good intention for being out there and you're not just trying to be out there so you can post something dope on on the Instagram or the Facebook to let people know that you were out there you know be out there for the right reasons be out there cuz you feel like you want to stand up to something and that it's uh your purpose and be out there because you want to stand up for that woman heather hare who you know lost her life because of some super crazy person who decided to you know crash a vehicle into a crowd of people also when you're out there just remember that you know you're 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 up against a lot of dumb people yeah and uh you never know what these these dumb people are capable of and uh yeah it's this crazy shit it's it's happening right now but um like i said i hope i hope this conversation can be a little a little light in the dark for those of you who've been going deep on on the charlottesville thing and just what's happening as this country continues to become more divided and uh we see what appears to be a uh a new kind of civil war going on and um yeah i just hope this is inspiring and uplifting this is uh me and the homie quaz hanging out at the collab at his new space Shout out to Quaz, man. Congrats 
on the collab and, and getting that all going. And thank you for uh, sharing your space with me. And thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I, I appreciate your presence and and your your energy, man. You're a good dude. And uh hope people can see that there are good people like you hanging around still and and out there and this is not a world that is is just filled with with hatred and and ignorance so yeah that was <laughs> that was my rant uh thank you for uh taking taking the time to listen to another episode of the podcast uh we're going to we're going to get i think we're just going to get right into this episode cuz you know it's long it's it's longer to it's a solid chat and then we're gonna play it out with some with a mix and uh yeah let's get into it episode 72 this is quaz amir quaz what's happening man nothing man life is good yeah life is interesting but it's good yeah good to be uh hanging with you and connecting with you once again facts uh I think it's probably been about a year since maybe maybe we first crossed paths over the at the Alberta Street Pub. Oh yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> man. Shout out to Rashid Jamal. Yeah, absolutely. And I just showed up. I actually hadn't seen Rashid yet and wasn't super familiar with him yet. And you did uh like a small set before he even got going. Yeah. And uh I was just digging the vibes you were throwing down and, and then you ended up is that the first time you DJ for Rashid? Actually, that was the very first time. Right. Uh, me and me and Rashid actually like connected. Uh, super spare at a moment, but it was almost like we've been working together for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And you joined him for uh, his in studio performance on this podcast. And uh, but yeah, I haven't had really an opportunity, you know, to connect with you so much. And you, you know, you've uh, you turned me on to Andre Power. I had on this podcast and that was yeah eight nine months ago and yeah shout out uh, to selection too man yeah absolutely man it's good yeah. to see all the things that are happening with that it's pretty wild but yeah man I just wanted to like take some time and you know do a little deep dive on on you and and where you come from and and how you know how you got into what you're doing right now because it seems like good things are happening for you and around you yeah, you seem like uh, you're somebody that uh, really seems to grasp this concept uh, of uh, you can do whatever you want to do with, uh, with yeah. the life that you have. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, big shout out to Selection first and foremost uh, for supplying the inspiration um, as far as the music goes. Um, they just had their first festival. Um, and for a lot of people who don't know, man, I, I've been around that selection family since 2011, 2012. And it's, uh, it's been really good to see them grow into like this amazing entity or collective or community. Um, as Joe K would like to say, it's a cultural, you know what I mean? And it truly is. Um, but yeah, man, that whole thing uh shout out to andre power me and that fool went to high school together <laughs> so we're running off of like 16 17 years of a, a legitimate like friendship so yeah i would 
I would imagine <laughs> going that far back with somebody and, uh, you know, seeing their creative process and, and seeing them evolve and seeing what Andre is getting, you know, the opportunities to do right now must be really inspiring and, and just, uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just looking at, you know, he's in a different country every month, maybe two or three countries a month. And, um, just off the passion of like what he loves to do that's creating that opportunity for him is is always been a a motivating thing for myself and i'm sure a lot of people that you know follow that culture and that movement yeah it's it's uh it's fun and uh seems to fuel the energy when you get to see somebody you know that you know firsthand and have some sort of connection with really like start to rise to the top or become like a key player or somebody just somebody that uh, gets to do what they want to do, and <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, I mean, shit, man. I not to go too deep in Andre's story. You know, for anybody who's interested, uh, Dan already had a cover with Andre. Uh, what 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 episode was oh, that? Oh man, that was probably it's somewhere in the teens. We're probably <laughs> talking about like episode eighteen or nineteen or something. Yeah, and you this episode will be episode seventy two. So wow, shout out. And big ups to you, Dan. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, man, just to touch a little bit on just, uh, you know, we're not going to go all the way back to high school, but uh, me and Dre always have been cool. Um, end up reconnecting with him in uh, 2010. Uh, he was like, yo, Quaz, I'm out in San Diego. Won't you come check me out? I never, le- never even been to California. So I was like, hell yeah, dude, like I'm down. And uh, get out to San Diego um i remember dre picking me up on the airplane and the first track he played was uh was by james blake uh i want to say it's uh i don't mind or one of those tracks but um at that moment i realized like i was shifting like mentally into a different perspective of creativity and awareness of just for the arts um so remember riding back in his truck he had a little ford explorer He'll probably laugh at me or get on my head about that, but uh, a <laughs> little beat up Ford Explorer. And um, I mean, it, the trip in itself was amazing. And it was good to be on the West Coast for the very first time with somebody that is really influential, uh, positive person. And uh, I remember asking Dre, like, uh, yo, bro, like, what you doing? Or like, how are you out here? And uh, he had just quit his job. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, yo, Quaz, I'll never punch in a nine to five, you know, clock ever again. And this was 2011. And, you know, here it is, you know, six years later, Dre is actually pursuing what he loves and he's, he hasn't went back to work for anybody but himself. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're out there with your dude at Coachella <laughs> cruising around yeah. at Coachella yes. with, with VIP power. Too. VIP yeah. too, Dan. Like, don't get it <laughs> fucked up. VIP, yeah. man. So, um, yeah, man. I when when him and Joe K say, man, do what you love. Um, that's 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 a fact, man. It's no reason why we should be stressing of paying bills and going to a job that you know keeps us there to the next paycheck. Because in all actuality, um, we don't have a lot of time to spare in in our lives. So. Why not do what you love, man? Fuck. 
you know? Yeah, man. I definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the vibe I think I got initially from you, you know, without even knowing your situation. You just seemed like a dude that was, you know, really full of love, big heart, and just, like, seemed like a dude that was just doing his thing and, like, really trying to have a life experience. And yeah, that's definitely what what I pursue to do, you know? And it's definitely, uh, it's not always easy. No. And, you know, we we're talking about before we even got on the mics, just, you know, some of the, you know, early struggles of, of things. And it's hard to, like, stick it in sometimes when, when you're not really seeing, like, maybe any, any sort of return. And <laughs> it's hard, you know, like, big, big mantra sometimes is the values and the experience. But sometimes that's hard to see as well when you're, when you're putting in the time and not having that return. But when when you see that happen and it equal to something and you're just like, oh man, like I just got to keep working. Like I, I can get there. That's the know? truth, man. Just getting like, through those rough points. You know, if you can't, if you can't make it through the rough times, like in my mind, I feel like you don't deserve to relinquish like whatever, if they call it success or, you know, but you got to appreciate the, the shitty times dog. Like if, if you can't make it through that, like, you don't deserve nothing better, man. Because yeah. if you ever look at yourself, like, and I'm sure everyone's been at a low point when it was just like, yo, I want to give up. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, everybody's been there. Yeah. But the difference is, like, what do you do when you at that level? And uh, I always found it that, you know, just keep keep trying, man. Never give up. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also... Uh something you you start to recognize is it it really is all about executing like it's not a <laughs> people talk about all these things they're gonna do and you know it's nice to to have some some dreams but it's another thing to actually like pursue and, and chase those those whimsies and we sit here in in your space here in portland oregon now at the what collab up? shout out like, to the collab this is your spot man yeah like, that's it's so, so cool to just like roll up here and and see that you have this space now and yeah uh yeah, tell tell me about like what was your inspiration for wanting to have a space? Um, shit, man. I mean, going back to early childhood, uh, things was. Uh, I mean, everybody had a rough childhood, but um, I guess the benefit for me was actually being able to see both sides of the spectrum. Um, and what I mean by that is living in a low poverty, you know, low income you know, situation, you know, and then being able to be exposed to people who make six figures all while I was young was a good thing because I saw, you know, that there is hope. Like, you don't have to stay in the same situation for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? And I always strive to have ownership of something that I thought about or I would create it and um the collab just happened to happen out of uh moving from the east coast to Portland and you know I always was a firm believer of less competition more collaboration and that was it only happened because like I remember I remember not being included in some things and I always felt like I had the ability, I had the talent 
to compete with anybody. But, you know, if you're not if you're not chosen, you're just not chosen. And I remember having some moments in life where I wasn't chosen and feeling left out, um, knowing I was capable of doing whatever the fuck I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely, like, man. So the whole collab I did uh, stemmed from that uh, backstory of just feeling left out. You know what I mean? We're all creatives. We all, you know, have opportunities. And, you know, most people that are successful just get, a great opportunity versus someone that is just as good as them that don't get an opportunity. So the collab is just to bring creatives from all walks of life, race, religion. You can be a fucking alien if you want, like come fuck with a collab. Um, just cause we believe in like less competition, more collaboration. Yeah. It's just about teaching one another and learning from one another facts giving back man yeah absolutely you man. Know what i mean like what how, how would you feel if you know one of your favorite you know radio djs come and say yo dan i'm fucking school you to the game or i can show you who you need to talk to you to you know you know what i mean like that that in itself is just like man you're willing to do that for me and it's like yeah and that's why that's another reason why the collab is essential because like i dj you know what i mean and Someone showed me how to DJ. Shout out to Andre Power and Sufficient Sounds out of San Diego who actually showed me how to DJ, you know? So I know the benefits of being able to give back to people. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a lot of what you'll be doing here then is like just having some classes and whatnot of showing people some different techniques and some fundamentals of, of how to put together a DJ set. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, so... Uh, the collab here in Portland um, is geared around graphic design, uh, photography, modeling, and uh, DJing. Um, and I'm considering putting uh, music production available because uh, my co-founder of Undercats, uh, Ukiah, is uh, really dope in music production. So um, I know for me personally, Dan, like I know next summer I don't, I don't want to be bar hopping as a DJ but I want to at least exit or like slow down knowing I showed someone the ropes to fill my position because, you know, like I got other things I want to focus on and I don't, I just want to create another opportunity for somebody to be like, yo, like Quaz brought me up or he showed me or he helped me like master my technique. And now I'm out here, I'm DJing gigs now. like, you know, so that's the whole thing is the collab wants people to artists that are actually in the community that are, you know, I don't want to call it successful, but active or productive to be able to give back to people who may wanted to DJ, but they didn't know how to do it or what tools they needed. Um, we just want to be here for those people that are interested. That's dope, dude. <laughs> appreciate it man. no that's super cool and i don't know i mean we're not you and i aren't sitting here having this conversation if uh you know if we didn't see people before us like doing the things that we want to do. that's true man you know, and whether it's andre power or like anybody we grew up you know seeing on on tv idolizing yeah and you know so to be that inspiration for other people or be some sort of uh you know mentor or facilitator to help yeah. somebody else like realize 
um, it's you possible. Know, the capabilities. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> like, I'm 32 now, man. So I feel like I feel like I didn't. It didn't click for me until I don't know three or four years ago that like, mm-hmm. hey, you can still like in your late 20s start making these moves and i feel like i i see in a lot of younger people that that it might be starting to click for them a little bit sooner and i just want to like nurture the fuck out of that and like and try to help bring that out in any way i can you know like whether that's like bringing them in the in the studio because i dig their their band or like yep. what what their music is or whatever it's just it's fun to see and help someone try to recognize that like at an earlier age because i feel yeah, like man. that just gives you so much like that much more opportunity to that much more time you know exactly like imagine if you started when you was fresh out of high school you know what i mean what with the experiences of creativity man like i i respect young creatives like to the fullest because i didn't recognize my potential or you know my potential was it was stunned because the people didn't support what I was doing or didn't believe in what I was doing. And I never, never pursued it because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, similarly, like I was involved in like in music for a long time, you know, like as a person, like someone in a band and whatnot. And I just feel like, uh, you know, like I wasn't ready to work that hard for it. You know, and I didn't. I didn't know the necessary time it took to, to <laughs> right. you know, achieve those things and feel like you're on the right path. But yeah, it's just crazy to life, man. Fucking life, yeah, damn. Life, God life damn. Is wild. <laughs> life is a trip. But uh, one one thing I, I do appreciate about life is timing. They say timing is everything, but I think timing is just relative to now. Like, if 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 you my favorite dream car is a Lamborghini. Um, and I don't, it doesn't matter if I, if I get it now or later, it's just that I get it. Right. So when that, when I get it, the time, what does time matter? You know what I mean? So, you know, shout out to all the, the early bloomers of creatives and shout out big shout out to the late bloomers, you know, and, um, just don't, don't ever let time be an issue or get in your way from you doing. Yeah. And also just, you know, don't be waiting for it. Hell no. You know, just don't wait for nothing, you man. Know, just you're waiting for it while it's happening. Like, it's all just happening right now, you know? Yes. Don't wait for nothing, man. Um, you talked about a little bit about feeling left out of, of certain situations growing up and, and disliking that feeling and whatnot. Do you find yourself in uh, situations now where you're just like, I can't believe what you're not experiencing right now, you know, as far as like being at like maybe a great, like a cool VIP access to Coachella with your, your bud. Yeah. Or I just mean, like opening your store and just being like, bro, like you, this. you know what, man? I watch, I watched, um, defiant ones. Have you checked that out? Yeah. It's a, yeah, really, yeah, it's a, really, it's really good. Really dope, man. Great production, great storyline. But, um, couple things stood out to me and the only one that you know in reference to what we're talking about now and is like feeling left out um when jimmy Iveen was saying he used the reference of like uh racehorses 
and he was like, you know why racehorses have blinders on? And basically, you know, if you are worried about what's to the left and what's to the right of you, you're going to miss a step. And they showed the, you know, the footage of like these horses all falling over each other. And um, that really made sense to me, man, because if you focus on yourself, you don't have anything compared compare yourself to because if you're staying in your lane what up erica shout out to erica day just walked in the building (laughs) (laughs) doing a little podcast right now podcast with dan cable but um yeah dan is just if you if you put that energy and that focus on self and this is something that took me a long time to understand because I played sports, you know, I was an artist and I always wanted that belongingness to like feel a part of something. And then I realized like the more that you're actually yourself, it takes off the energy of worrying about how you compare to someone else or something else. So, um, you know, the collab is here for people to not even worry about that. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a collective of people all with self identity that respect themselves and not looking to up, get one up on another person. So yeah, man. Um, shout out to Jimmy Iovine, man. He, his story was amazing. And, uh, of course, Dr. Dre, but, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. Just like, watching the, that defined ones, uh, series though. I, I watched it like last week and I don't know, was just having, not necessarily like having a, any low moment at that time, but that was just one of those documentaries that I saw. It just like filled me with so much more energy again, you know, like it was a, it was a refresher and it was just like, oh man, like look how these guys went about doing, yeah, doing certain things and talking about that comparison thing. And, uh, I'm not going to pretend that I knew this quote before, uh, but it's it's one that uh, from Theodore Roosevelt that uh, Joe Rogan likes to bring up on his podcast is uh, the comparison is the thief of joy. And, wow! And like, it's That's facts, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it came up recently talking about on the podcast just uh, just building the community and how you know the jealousy of of other success is is really not beneficial. It's toxic. Yeah, it's toxic. Yeah, it's it's just being a hater, and I just don't. <laughs> I think after, yeah, I just don't. I don't see what. It just doesn't seem to be a lot of value for me personally in being a hater at this point. On it's it, not on worth anything. it, man. It's, it's either it's either like it might not be for me. That there's that, you know. Yeah. But like I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. It's a waste anymore. of time, dog. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, you know I've, I don't know, man. Like you have to work with what you have. You know what I mean? And, like, you can't ask yourself to be an athlete like LeBron. You can only be as good as you are as an individual. And that's just, that's it, man. That's bottom line. Like, what are you going to ask yourself to do? Like, have superpowers that, you know what I mean? Like, you waiting on superpowers. That shit ain't never going to come, dog. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, Dan, like, um, I encourage people to just come and check out the collab and just... Come talk. And that's another thing, Dan. I'm, I don't know if you realize, but I, I deleted my, uh, my Instagram. Uh, it was Oquaz. R.I.P. to Oquaz. Well, you're, you're and, sticking um, true to what you said on the uh, Rashid 
episode. You just you remember about that how, shit? Well, you just talked about <laughs> how you always end up deleting your shit after yeah. a while. Like you'll build followers yeah. and then you'll delete your shit and start all over again. And this this might be like the third or fourth time that I actually went through this cycle. But um, this time I, I want to discipline myself and stay true to being able to connect with people on a on a real level versus, you know, yo, like my, my picture or, you know what I mean? Like, you and I right now, like, we're having a legit real conversation and, you know, I just want to, I want to build more of that. I want to go back to that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's one of the reasons I started doing this podcast is just to have the opportunity to connect with the people within the music community that I was trying to participate in, you know? Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like this is the only way, as of now, how I know how to give back to the community and be a part of it. You know, it's just like, all right, let's you know try to get to know some people and see what makes them tick, or you know, right, what what inspires their art, and you know, just just to explore the different personalities and people that are involved in all this. So I agree, man. That's, that's, uh, that's how you do it, man. You grew up in Philly, though, right? South Philly, man. Um, when did uh when did creativity kind of start popping in to your life like did it was it an early thing like how did it manifest yeah, itself first yeah def- definitely was an early thing um shit man i guess the main reason was like i didn't want to get in trouble and i didn't i didn't want to be a dope dealer you know i didn't want to go rob people you know what i mean and like I had homies that was into that shit, you know what I mean? And I just, I I was fortunate enough to have a grandma that was like on my head about being out and watch who you bring over to the house. So uh, it was times where I didn't want to go outside. So I basically stayed in and I draw or, you know, listen to music. And uh, that's been another inspiration of like why I'm a DJ now because my family is heavenly, like they're, they're heavy into like Motown and you know that good that good soulful music Absolutely. and um I stayed in the house a lot man I think that's one of the reasons why it was hard for me to not feel accepted sometimes because like when I was out I wanted to be a part but people was like you know we really don't fuck with you or like you're just you're not, just the dude that yeah, stays inside yeah all the you're time. a house yeah, body yeah, absolutely. And, um <laughs> I think that's always been like I, I don't have a problem being a loner like and I I get most of my work done on my own time. But um yeah, I I think just living in an environment that I grew up in kind of created a perspective for me to want to do something different than what I saw was a reality. And like what form did that take early for you? Like what were you what were you working on early on? Oh man, I used to, to so I, I'm a I'm an '80s baby, and uh, I grew up. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like my shit, bro. Like, almost so, wore my turtle shirt. Today. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. So yeah, like I was heavily influenced by um, cartoons, um, and so I went from drawing cartoon figures to like watching movies. And uh, one of my favorite books. I don't think I read a lot of books in my life, but one of my favorite books was uh, Where the Wild Things Were. And like the character of Max reminded me of me, you know what I mean? Like had this crazy imagination, but people 
your family didn't understand. And I think my mom, my grandmother understood, but, you know, they had to be parents. Um, so, yeah, where the wild things were was was basically for me like an escape to be creative versus living in a reality of like what was happening in the streets. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, so drawing, uh, listening to music. I had a drum set when I was younger. My mom threw it out because it made too much noise. <laughs> so I probably could have been a great drummer right now. But um, yeah, so yeah, just uh, I always wanted to do creative things, though. You mean, but the the DJ stuff didn't come till way way later than 2012, dog. Like it's only been five years, but um, I always had a good ear for music for sure. Um, yeah. So putting the get like, did you just always feel like when you were at a party or you were <laughs> at a spot that? that you knew what songs you wanted to hear or, or which songs would vibe together well? All the time, man. Um, I went to Norfolk State. Shout out to NSU. Go Spartans. Um, I went there for college. And uh, DJ Vince has been there for fucking forever. He probably still DJing there. He was like 40 when I was in, high school, in college. But um, yeah, like that was actually my first time being able to go to parties and see a DJ because before then, I just really didn't pay attention. But college was like, all right, you know, I would do this different or his routine is the same or, you know what I mean? So um, after I got out of college, um, that was 2010. And then so just a year after that, like DJing, like getting introduced to actually learning how to DJ, just it just happened. So it was I would say everything just happened in the time it was supposed to. Yeah. Um, what is uh, what is your process like as far as like creating something that you're gonna put up on your SoundCloud, which you yeah. have tons of stuff up on SoundCloud. I encourage people to check out. That's sixty three mixes, bro. There's so many good, good mixes on <laughs> yeah. there. I'm lucky to be man. like one of those. I feel very fortunate when I get that that random text from you. That's just oh, like, yeah. hey, new mixes up. It's just <laughs> like I'm really glad I'm on this list. Yeah, because I oh, usually yeah, check it out. Like, I appreciate that. For, yeah. yeah. And, I'll just it's just good shit to like vibe out at work to or you know yeah. just cruise around to and it's uh yeah so what's what's like the process like between doing something like that creating something for the SoundCloud or, mm -hmm. or just to put it out on the internet or between that and the live setting like it's a good question man um I think any real artist will tell you that they do it because it felt it feels right to them and I would agree to a certain point, um, but I vibe more off of energy. Um, so just how like if an artist produces a song, it may come from a feeling. So making mixes for me is is like a mood. It's it's a feeling. Like it's 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 a thought versus just what's hot. You know what I mean? Like. You know, I I do play live stuff and, you know, around town in the city, is it's like most of the time what's hot, what's new, what's current. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But when I actually put time into making a mix, it's usually like what feels right or what what thought am I trying to get get across to the listener? Um, so all the mixes just don't just be random shit, you know what I mean? And uh, I try to tell people, like, it's a process to it. 
and I don't spend all day making a mix. I can usually do a mix in one or two takes, which is really dope. Like I can hear a song and I can make a connection like, all right, this is the feeling. This is the vibe yeah. I want. Are you ever calling like audibles during those, those when you're <laughs> recording those and just being like, no, I'm going to put this song in. I'm yeah. hearing this. I'm hearing this. So before like the process, before I actually go in to mix it, I, I actually listen to everything. And I think that's that's a valuable ingredient for DJs to or people who are into music is like listen to a song. Like don't just go through the, your favorite hook, hook of the song and then be done with it. Like start it from the intro, you know, go through the verse and the hook and get to the bridge. You know what I mean? Because. I found out a lot of songs, the best part of the song is the bridge of the song. You know what I mean? So <laughs> um, I listen. I, it's a process. You, I, I thoroughly listen through the tracks before I actually throw them in the mix. Yeah. Um, I think the perception sometimes from from outsiders that, that don't know too much about what's going on during a DJ set. Oh, my God. The perception is that you're just kind of pushing buttons and yeah. putting songs on, right? That's because a lot of DJs are doing that, you know what I mean? And I, I don't I don't hate on that, you know what I mean? Like, to each his own. Like, you can still get a hot mix if someone is just, you know, up there faking the funk, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, people do come up and think it's a lot easier than what they see. And that's cool, man, but I know that it's it's a – you got to put something into it. Yeah, what, um, what do you find to be the most challenging – um, as far as production or like putting together that live set, um, damn, Dan, you killing? Yeah, dope, dope questions, <laughs> man. Um, I think for me, for myself, is I can't just hop on and just go, like, and I I don't smoke or drink. You know what I mean? So for me me getting to that level of like being in a zone it's really just a frequency like soon the moment i hear something good then i go you know what i mean that's whether it's producing or making a mix like that's my high it's like finding that that frequency or that signal that that sound that comes out of nowhere it's like oh shit yeah it's time to go and then that's how everything just builds yeah, man, that's that's <laughs> tapping into the divinity of it, like Facts, tapping yeah. into that energy, and that that's a wild feeling. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good thing, man. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's how Quaz makes his mixes, man. It's it's not what's hot; it's it's what feels right and what sounds good. Um, outside of uh, actually producing the music and just <clears throat> trying to stay persistent on everything and continuing to, you know build towards your goals and give back the way you want to do uh what do you where do you find the most resistance in like doing that and distractions and whatnot um or what's keeping you on on that grind to you know to not fall off and just be like man this is this is hard i i could just go get a regular job or something and punch a clock and <laughs> yeah. have a simple life i i mean it's just when you're not given an opportunity versus creating your own opportunity and riding that, I don't see a need to ever give up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I wasn't handed the silver spoon. You know what I mean? Because I've had, 
I've had success, if, if that's what people want to call it, or I had a great corporate job, you know what I mean? And I had it and then I didn't have it. I didn't have it. So the fact that I know how to rebuild and recreate from nothing, like I don't see a reason to like give up on like the journey that I'm on now. That's solid, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I totally resonates with me. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's nice to be around, like, you're one of those people I can look to, like, for inspiration, you know, and, and there's, there's quite a few others around this city, like, that it's just, like, good to see people that are just always on it and just always trying to, like, execute on what they they say they're going to do. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because not everybody does. No, yeah. man, and I think I think what gets in the way for most people in life is um, fear, and you know, not no confidence in themselves, and it's uh that's a scary thing, man. Like just moving across the country was like fuck, like yo, like only had like seven hundred in the bank, no job, you know what I mean? And I sold everything back home came out with four bags and it was like yo this is it like yo let's get it and if i was fearful of that i would never fucking move i would have been safe i had a good job you know what I mean like i had a car like shit was cool so i think why people i and i hate using the word success man because what is success without it's, happiness you know what i mean yeah like, absolutely and I, I think success is uh subjective for everybody right but I know for happiness, like, I'm good. Like, I ain't got to go report to nobody's boss. Like, I ain't got no fucking boss. You know what I mean? And I can wake up when I want to, and I can help people, you know what I mean, that didn't get an opportunity. And um, I think, man, most people stop because of fear, man. Fuck fear, man. Yeah, the the unknown is, is can be a scary thing. But it's just uh yeah it's just one of those things that you never know what's on the other side if you if you don't keep at it but yeah do you know do you know what's gonna happen to you when you die right exactly so like why be fearful of like moving and and shaking unfortunately i think it's also like a a conditioning thing yeah of you know like we're we're taught that you know by a certain age you should have achieved certain things and so it's it's hard to uh it's hard to have all those social norms going on and trying to break free of those. I agree, man. Shout out to Jill. What's happening in Portland? <laughs> the homie just stepped in the collab building. Yeah, yeah. No, Dan, yeah, you're right, man. And I think going back to, like, our early childhood, like, what we've been told creates this umbrella over our head that we got to hold. Yeah. And, I, and I don't think it should, you know, it should be like that. No, and I don't discount anybody that that enjoys that type of life either, you know, that nine to five. Yeah, shout out and, to you, man. Like Fuck. A lot of people aren't. Bills got to get like, paid. Yeah. So, some <laughs> people aren't super unhappy at those jobs either. So, yeah. like, there's that side of it as well. And if I had certain obligations in my life, I might have to make different decisions. Right, you just got to do that, what you got to do. that cash, but, you know, for the time being, I don't. So, might as well just, like, chase chase some things chase down the and like dream, man. try to experience life but uh what made you uh move to portland oregon man um <laughs> intuition dog had you been here before never no family never been to portland like 
didn't know it was so funny my mom didn't even know where portland was she was like yo portland maine like <laughs> um i think i firmly believe like portland which is fucking interesting man that the eclipse is coming right through here but um on a spiritual level like i think portland has some energy that resonates with people who are supposed to be here and i just feel like i'm one of those people um just riding that wave of energy that's coming through so that's it like nothing i was just like yo like i gotta move from the east coast i was living in uh delaware before um i moved and wilmington is a fucked up place shout out to all the homies who are still there fighting that battle but um yeah it was like yo i gotta go it's it's a wrap so and Oregon just was like calling me. That was that. Yeah, there seems to there's definitely a cool energy amongst some people here and cool vibe going on. And uh, I think there's definitely seems like there's still some opportunities for creative types to try to do some things here and, and build. Uh, even as the the prices continue to increase, as more people oh my seem, God. seem to move here. But oh my God! Yeah. How long have you been here? Uh, 2014. Okay. So cool. was that three years, three yeah, and a half years? Sure. Yeah. Not too long after yeah. after me. Um, Shit, you not even from Portland? <laughs> no. Four and a half years. <laughs> I'm one of these yeah, California people. You know. Fuck it, man. Fuck it, yo. Like it's. I think it's deeper than just Oregon's a cool place. I really think it's something here that's bringing people to Portland. Um, um, so yeah, like shout out to Oregon, man. Yeah, I mean, I just definitely came up here with some intentions to create some things and not do what I was doing and not just working a job right? to grind into the <laughs> ground, you know? <laughs> Why not, man? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, yeah, how uh, – was a lot of culture shock for you uh, coming out this way? I mean, not really, kind of, but not really because – um the east coast was very diverse and just the the way people move and shake on the east coast um race really wasn't like an issue there you know what i mean um versus coming to oregon and portland being predominantly a white city you know um if i was on some hood shit like if i was like a hood boy and like came and were like damn it's a lot of white folks here like i probably wouldn't be able to operate but like i said i worked corporate jobs so like it wasn't it, w- it was never been an issue to me and plus my uh my girlfriend is is a caucasian female and you know like i look at people as people not as race um but yeah like it, i never had any issues here you know um I never ran into any racist shit. Like I've seen, you know, the typical um, stereotype, stere- you know, stuff like that, man. But like, I don't focus on that. Like, the more you feed into that shit, then that's what your your perspective creates. Yeah. So like, when people like even talking to locals and all, oh, you know, Portland's a white racist, and I'm like, man, like, why why feed your brain that? Why fill that? energy and that that why create that mindset right so um i love portland man like white black brown green fucking purple whatever it is like i'm good with it like i'm all right you know I mean yeah um 
Yeah, I would imagine like there would be that initial kind of like shock, even for myself moving up here from Southern California, where it's yeah. like really diverse. It, yeah. it was shocking for me that like even without the black experience, you know, and being like Caucasian, like I just uh, like that's that's crazy. You know, like it, to just like roam into a place where it is like eighty eight percent white or whatever. Like Portland is white as shit, man. Yeah, it is uh, <laughs> white as fuck. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just a mindset, man. Like if when when we as a people get over worrying about like how we look versus how we should feel about each other, like as as people, you mean like yeah. if 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 a man treats his son a certain way, you know, like what if he did that to a stranger that didn't look like him? You know what I mean? Like that's how people's mindset should be. Like, bro, you know how many times I, I like my last couple dollars, like I've given, you know, a, a homeless or transient like food or like not thinking twice, like oh, I'm going to give it to him because he's black and I yeah. want to look out for my black. No, like, a person in need is a person in need. You know what I mean? And if we look at the world like that as being there for each other versus being there for your your race, like, let's be let's be there for each other and, and people. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, can't agree more with that <laughs> statement. It's just, unfortunately, it seems to be hard to make that the common mindset yeah. all the time and yeah. i'm not really sure and how how to change that um i feel yeah. like i don't know if you feel the same way um don't want to project anything onto you but sometimes i feel like the battle's so big that that all you can do is really like operate your way and try to spread that energy and hope it spreads to other people and just kind of in those, those little chunks you know, I agree, Dan. Like it's it's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? And I mean, you won't catch me out doing any marches, and I'm not I'm not choosing sides, man. Like I'm just not doing that. Like if we're all in this together, then we need to be together. I'm not picking a side. Yeah. Um, but yeah, trying to get that across to the millions and billions of people on on Earth, like you can't. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not for you to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just wild. I mean, pretty topical right now since we're like just days after. But you know, just to see that another civil war pretty much unfolding yeah. in 2017, man. Who's that? Virginia, uh, South South, South Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Charlottesville. It's crazy, like, man. Yeah, it's 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 a mental thing, man. Like you should we we should have been doing like a, a conspiracy like podcast right now like <laughs> some alex jones yeah shit. hell yeah man but um <laughs> no like i think i think that's all program programmed like it's downloaded information for people to feel like that and to pick a side and like all that shit's taught you're not born racist you're not yeah. born a supremacist you know what i mean of like course not. that shit's all learned yeah. you know what i mean it's so stupidity yeah like oh man um <laughs> Not to mention, it doesn't make any sense for these uh, these white nationalists to be trying to claim their this oh, land as, as their own. <laughs> this ain't no, this ain't y'all land. This ain't our land. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. No, like, so that's why I tell people: just think of yourself being an alien. Then you you're, you realize you're not from this place, and then 
But no one wants to talk about aliens and shit, so. <laughs> Dude, we're, we are definitely going to have to uh, do, like, a part two or just, yes, man. just conspiracy theories. I go deep on the fucking E.T. shit, anybody that know me, but. but there's a lot of heavy shit going on right now. Yeah. I think we should close it out maybe with, like, something positive, though, and maybe you could tell the, the fine folks of the, the, the program about yes. Undercats, because I know that's another big part of your life right now. Yeah, man. Um, big ups to Undercats, man. It's been a journey. Shout out to my co-founder, Ukiah. Really dope producer, dope DJ. Um, we actually started Undercats in Selection's headquarters. So, like, again, riding that energy, man. Um, big shout out to Erica Day. Just dropped her single, Little Center. You can check her out on SoundCloud at Erica Day. Um, Instagram, Erica said hello. Um, but yeah, Undercast, man, we're dropping a new EP soon. I don't like putting dates on shit, um, but uh, the music is done. We just need the other utensils to like put out a solid EP, um, so distribution and all that. But um, man, like Undercast is happening, the collab is happening, and uh, I, I just I just want people to. to connect you know what i mean like i purposely got rid of instagram so i can actually meet people versus you know hey what's your instagram handle it's like no like what's your real name um so my biggest thing is man like i love portland man i love the people here um the energy's good i i just see i just i just see good things man and i think this upcoming monday the solar eclipse what you doing you doing uh, anything for that? No, I'm, I'm working. You know, I'm punching that clock, Quaz. Come <laughs> I gotta on, punch man. that clock. Um, the uh, the Dan Cable presents sponsorships <laughs> have not come through yet, <laughs> and I'm punching that clock, frosting those cakes. It's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I I think this solar eclipse is um they're not hyping it up for nothing. Um, I think Monday will be a good time just to reevaluate your yourself as an individual, and find out what what matters to you you know, the most versus, you know, giving that energy away to something or someone else. So um, I, I want to end it on that note, man. Like, I see y'all after the 21st of August, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate the frequencies that you seem to travel on, man. You're a good dude to be around. And appreciate yeah, just that, from, man. from the get-go of meeting you, I, I knew that you would uh, be a homie. Like, I don't know. I just, Dope, man. just felt that vibe. So hell yeah, you you shared those French fries with me and shit. Yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was dope, <laughs> man. It was love. And but uh, um, now we're chilling here at the collab. What you up? Know? Uh, can I give people like where they can I'll find the collab? Please do, and then I'll um, put it in the notes of the actual episode so they can just click on it. Solid. Yeah, yeah. So hey, man, if anyone's interested in learning how to DJ, be a photographer, be a model, or a music producer. Um, please check out the collab. Come check it out. Even if you don't want to support, just come see what we're doing. Uh, you can find us downtown uh, 521 Northeast Davis Street, um, right around the corner from Burnside and Grand. Um, website www.thecollabpdx.com. Uh, and for Undercats, it's just undercats.co. So that's U N D R C A T S.co. Um, and I am Quaz, man. It's been real. 
Uh, we end every episode with the guest saying it's a program. So you got to give us a good, it's a program so we can properly end this thing. That sounded like some country shit. <laughs> um, this is Quaz, man. And you're rocking with Dan Cable presents. It's a program. <laughs> he nailed it. He got it. We're going to play it out Jeez. with something. I'm not sure. We're going we're gonna to work it out, but we're going to play it out with some sort of mix that we will uh, we'll play out now. So we'll catch you on the flip side, Portland. Peace. Got a 20-pound more, rolled up, rolled up, a little squashed in my pocket Don't you give me those eyes, we can stop by the shop, get some rum If you want it, want it I'm tired, trying to fight it, fight you, fight this and fight it out Let's get out of the rain, get a cab to my house, we can snuggle out
body, no one to outrun me. Give me a run for my money. Sipping bubbly, feeling lovely. Living lovely. Just love me. Just love me.
do it for fun Don't take it personal Personally, I'm surprised You call me after the things I said Skirt, skirt, all niggas Skirt up, all niggas Skirt down, you acting like me Acting like we Was it more than a summer fling? I said farewell You took it well Promise I won't cry over spilled milk We rolling up pressure, you know that we flexing We bought all the bottles, we came with the models Girl, it's a confession, I'm not like your exes I came in from Texas, and now that we texting You can fly in whenever, now you undressing Pennies on the dresser, your hair getting messed up The feeling we catching, my love is a blessing Make love in the Lexus, make love in the Lexus I know you remember Tell me it's that deja vu 
Cause you want me and I want you Tell me it's that deja vu Cause baby it ain't nothing no, no Tell me it's that deja vu Cause you want me and I want you It's a program.